Hello, everyone, especially me, Meow Baka. <laughs> uh, welcome to the Gambit Podcast. Uh, I am Solo Base Fifteen. I'm here with my good friend Zareth, and we are here to discuss Grand Arena. How are you all doing tonight? Well, I'm doing well, Solo. Thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> I could be included with everyone else, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, Zareth, you are a superstar. How does it feel? <laughs> I, I've always felt like I, I was kind of kind of like a superstar. But, um, <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, I think what you're referring to is uh, I just did a video with Cubs fan Han. Or is it Cubs fan Han, which doesn't rhyme. <laughs> but... Uh, I just did a video with him, and so by the time a lot of our listeners start listening to this, it'll be out. It talks about our counter sheet, which we'll discuss a little bit later. Um, and it doesn't feel any different than it does than I currently feel. So, okay, nice. I suppose. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how how do you feel? Uh, a superstar. I, I mean, it, it only it was only a matter of time before you joined my level, so I'm happy for you. <laughs> happy that you're here. <laughs> so this is what it feels like to be solo bass. It's exactly. <laughs> I can't tell if I like it. Ah, uh, you'll learn to hate it. Don't worry. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's it, it, it's fun times, and actually, uh, the the other really exciting thing for us, uh, just uh, in terms of for podcast for our channels for everything uh you and i are also this week going to be making an appearance on uh the operation metaverse live stream on thursday night uh let's see it's at 10 30 eastern time i believe is when it starts it's on youtube we will be and it'll be nice for us to not be controlling the stream <laughs> for once um operation metaverse is actually one of the podcasts or youtube streams that i regularly listen to so i'm actually really excited to go on there and take part in it yeah i've i've said from the very start that <clears throat> i really liked what what they did like their approach to the game there uh the t money uh is one of the one of the show hosts she's she's the guild leader i believe of uh of wolfpack and but Wolfpack is one of the most, if not the most, competitive uh, PvP guilds in the game. And then uh, good old Maurice, who was a guest on our show recently, and will actually be making a, an appearance on our uh, live stream, on our Friday night live stream in a few weeks, if everything uh, goes the right way. Uh, he's the other host, and he's, he's also in, in the same guild. Highly competitive, really strong uh, PVP players, uh, you know, both, both territory wars and grand arena. So really excited to be invited to be on their show. Huge, uh, huge honor really, uh, for in the, within the uh, competitive, uh, community and yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, and then after that, so their guest last week was clash who we've also had on this podcast quite some time ago now. Um, so 
It's like, uh, what is it, 7 Degrees of uh, Kevin Bacon or whatever it is. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we're all we're all kind of connected in some ways, some closer than others, but yeah, it's it's a good good community. This game isn't huge, 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 so um, we could be a little more related. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's our news for this week, and our news seems to be the most interesting news in the game because, well, there is no news in the game for this past week. The only thing that came out of CG uh, was that there were some login problems for Google. Those were solved by July 3rd. I guess uh, we really shouldn't be surprised that it was a quiet week. I mean, it was July 4th weekend. Um, You know, I had a long weekend. I can't be angry at them for having a long weekend as well. Yeah, I don't have a problem with it, frankly. Uh, They might have even had today off, frankly. Yeah. And yeah, that that's a, a pretty big non-factor, especially they made their quote unquote big announcement uh, <laughs> on the road ahead. And we know what they're working on. We kind of know the direction. I actually think that maybe, uh, so one thing we didn't really discuss, and I, I just, I like to predict things, whether I'm going to be right or not. It's fun to have something to go back to and kind of uh, just tell what what we're predicting uh what we've thought of the things that we uh you know may or may not it may or may not be true i like the idea of um talking about what the login character means what what are your thoughts solo we have chewy uh this month as a Uh, login character does it hold significance my first thought about this was that it was a joke because if you stem all the way back to the days of, um, quote unquote, in August, and Clone War Chewie, you would get a couple shards whenever there was a problem. So my first reaction to it was, we're headed into August. That's when, in my mind, they're expecting to launch uh, this new game mode. And so kind of as a tongue-in-cheek type of thing, they dropped in Clone Wars Chewie. That, you know, that was my guess on it. Fair. And and I get that. Uh, <coughs> totally do. I kind of, so my thought is maybe it's actually something a little bit, um, bit bigger than that. I So there, there are other guilds who are getting close to having a seven-star Kiati Mundi. Certain, uh, it, it's not, they're not, I don't actually know exactly how close they are, but right now, uh, right now, Kieti Mundi is a non-factor. Like once he hits seven stars and people have Relic Seven Kieti Mundi, he's still kind of going to be a non-factor. And they haven't announced any new characters. Last time they had Luke as a character, and that that was obviously pretty directly linked to uh, his third form in <laughs> Jedi Luke. I kind of think that Clone Wars Chewie is something i think we're going to get either some jedi reworks or maybe we'll get a couple random jedi to make kiati mundi relevant because everyone's been scratching their head like what are we even going to use kiati mundi for and i i think it's pretty clear he's not going to go he's not intended for use with jedi luke because his zeta is all 
like that whole ability is based off of if you only have galactic republic jedi then you get these buffs if you even have one non-galactic republic jedi then no one gets those buffs so we're gonna have to use galactic republic jedi problem is all the galactic republic jedi are kind of just taken right now or they're not obvious synergies and even if you did use them with kieti monday it's not obvious like i don't think that there's going to be a transcendent uh, galactic republic jedi team um so kieti monday has to do with clone wars chewy meow baka asks um or he asks how do, or what does cam have to do with clone wars chewy uh clone wars like clone wars chewy is from the Clone Wars. Kiati Mundi is also from the Clone Wars. I, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's nebulous. It to me, it seems seems pretty linked. But I've also been thinking this for a while, so maybe I've done the necessary mental gymnastics to make that uh, to make that <laughs> a logical jump. I well, I would love if that were to happen. I do feel like if we were getting a Galactic Republic rework of some kind they would have dropped a hint. Um, even just a, you know, wait till you see the end of this month type of thing. Because literally every day, there's somebody that says, I want a Mace rework. Um, and good lord, if they give us a Galactic Republic Jedi rework that doesn't include Mace, I think Reddit might finally explode. Like the entire site, not, not just uh our specific little subreddit um i so i don't i personally don't think that we're going to see this um and meow baka says that they specifically said no galactic republic reworks but that's i that's not what they said they said not right now yeah, I think Galactic yeah. Republic's reworks are fair game right now, at least from my perspective. Yes. Uh, not that they will, but I think that there's a there's a pretty, I don't know, there's the possibility exists so that CG <laughs> would not be contradicting themselves from what I've seen. But yeah, I um, I don't think it's happening this month. Not because they said no Galactic Republic reworks. I just think it's the start to the quarter. Um, they just pushed a rework and a new character and they're working hard on a new game mode. I I don't think we're going to see anything big this month, which I don't mind if after the month is over, we get at least start to get more information about this new game mode. I don't, they, they specifically said on the Galactic War Report, um, it's not coming this month. It's still a little ways away. There's still things that they're trying to imagine. But if, you know, on July 30th, they release some sort of post that says, okay, we have this better fleshed out. Here's a little bit of information. I'll be happy. And I'll take my Clone Wars Chewy shards and <laughs> I'll head into August and hopefully a happy person. Yeah, I... And it, it could just be a joke. You would think that if it was going to be a joke, it would actually be in August, frankly, because they, they do kind of make fun of themselves for it, too, actually. They One do. The few times they poke fun at themselves is with Clone Wars chewy shards. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, which I, I actually enjoy, because there's been a few times, what was it, like May 4th, May the 4th rewards, or their 
uh, November game anniversary rewards where they just throw in three Clone Wars chili shards in there. Just as a... <laughs> yeah. We know the joke. Here you go. They usually, yeah, they usually just give three. So that's not even like a huge impact on your total Galactic Legend. Or right. Total roster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so MF says, Bounty Hunters have went under the radar when last... When they last had the... Uh, when have when last have marquee characters not resulted in something and that is actually a great point i've been thinking about that lately um so we got we got these three mandalorian characters and especially the so i'm going to be shocked if we don't need them for something honestly especially because of how weird cara dune's kit is it's it right now it's useless there's no actual like established good use we, we have all these good theory crafters like clash working on them and like no one can find any use for her, which means, and her kid is, her kid is kind of, it's like, I imagine it could be good if we had other accompanying characters. I think that we are going to, I think we're going to see uh, their use. We're going to see something that they are needed for. Maybe they aren't required farms, though I, I doubt that too. I think that they'll probably be required. I'm going to be panic farming them the second they're available. But I think that one way or another, they're going to have more use once they become farmable. I tend to agree with that. I don't know if it's going to be a panic farm situation. I um, I'm, I do think that we're going to get something more from the Mandalorian, though. And I do think we see something used with these characters. Um, when I saw Cara Dune mixed with the new game mode they announced i imagined her to i imagined the plan for her to have been involved with this game mode like it's a she fits two different factions so it's almost like they gave her uh a two-way player type tag where she's going to help you with the scoundrel she's going to help you with the rebels and you're going to need her somehow for this new game mode could be, you know, that's complete speculation. I could be completely wrong, but I think in my mind, at least, that's how I saw her because she doesn't fit with grief. She doesn't fit with the Mandalorian. They just, there's no point to putting them together. So to release them all at once, I kind of feel like there was a plan for her. Right. It, it's it's very unlike CG to just release this random kit that has no synergy with anyone or anything. I mean, there it's not without completely without precedent. Like Visus Mar, though I guess <laughs> she was more intended for just the Sith raid, which yeah. she was okay for a while, I guess. If people wanted to wail out, there was there was some positive things that came from that. But uh like Visus Mar is pretty outside of uh like any team. Like she doesn't have any synergy right now. Uh like Ahsoka Tano Fulcrum, it was released without any kind of synergy though i think she was originally the original work with her was designed to go with phoenix and it just didn't end up panning out uh so yeah i i don't know it seems and especially like she has this revive uh th like she has a lot of really interesting things in her kit that just don't go with anyone right now yeah. and I, I think that that will change eventually so you know, like Mando and Grief fit in perfectly with the Bounty Hunter faction right now. They're perfect. I think also this pot, the possibility exists that 
we get like we get Kuil from Mandalorian and maybe the child though I don't know how they would do that um <laughs> you know like we, we may we might get other characters and then they could add in retrospect they could add some kind of extra ability that makes them all synergize and then you have the Mando squad yeah that wouldn't be the first time that they've done that and I kind of appreciate when they do that like if you remember back with the Padme um you know, they reworked Anakin and Ahsoka, and their first rework, Anakin and Ahsoka worked together, and then all of a sudden, here comes Padme, and oh, bang, here's another thing we're adding to their kits, have fun. Um, and I kind of liked that, so uh, if they do that, I'm all for it. I'm with you, I don't know if we ever see the child in the game, but I do think there's enough new Mandalorian uh, characters that can be used. Plus, we're about to start season two in what three months now. Um, so the possibilities are endless of who could be added in there. Yep, absolutely. I think there is a lot to uh, there's a lot to be explored. I'm I'm excited, honestly. That'll be good. Um, and as we established last time, I uh, last podcast, I am out of characters to farm now so honestly i, I love that actually because i'm i'm just rapidly as as desperately quickly as i can i'm farming all the gear that i need for ray because I, I am still a long ways out and i need to get that done before the next big thing luckily i have luke done and dusted so i don't have to worry about getting ready for that but i do need ray before the next big thing and yeah, it's. I don't want to get behind. Yeah, I um. Well, we'll talk about it later when we talk about what we did on our rosters. But my SLK just went R seven tonight, and so I'm. I only have the Y wing left to farm the um. <laughs> the Galactic Republic Y wing. I'm a little behind on that one, but that's literally it, and I can't farm it for what probably. 10 more days until I eh, maybe 12 until I get the Kylo ultimate and then from once I get that Kylo ultimate I have no clue what I'm going to do with my regular energy <laughs> on a regular basis because I've already decided I'm done adding uh relics to any of my characters I'll still get them g13 but they're going to sit at g13 or or relic one um for quite some time now so uh, I need to figure out what I'm going to do with my farms and everything because I'm very close to being done, which is an interesting feeling in this game because I spent so long feeling like I would never catch up on all the characters, and now here I am. So let me ask you, Solo, how uh, how farmed is your Gamorrean guard? <laughs> oh, he's exactly where he should be at five star. Um Oh my goodness! I know you. I we need. I really hope we need him soon. But. I know you say that he's hard to farm, but he's. I can get fifteen shards a day from him. Um, he doesn't show up that often, but you know. he does. When okay. they first announced Jedi Luke, I picked up some shards of him, and I can tell you exactly how many I got in two days, because I was exactly at. I was zero of eighty-five. Um, when they announced him, and in two days I got him twenty-five of eighty-five. 
before they announced the requirements for Jedi Luke. Dude, that is a huge sample size. <laughs> I, I I bow to that sample size. As well you should. <laughs> Very good. Well, I was just curious. I I'm sure that you'll be able to farm him in time if we need him, but I personally think I, I don't for me, I like to have every character farmed when Jedi Luke rolled rolled around so nice just to not have to worry about farming anything it's like i have enough shards all i need is gear just felt good that yeah that was fantastic so in general that's what i espouse uh and solo does not i i'm not saying do what i do i'm just saying though what it takes to farm him is being put towards getting six emod material and um <laughs> you know everything else basically um so and gear i should say so that that's where it's going with that yeah that's fair that's fair um anyways we we'll see eventually i do reserve the right to mock you um endlessly if <laughs> it turns out we need gg and eh, the lesser gg <laughs> i will i will accept that if it happens <laughs> excellent as well you should <laughs> so um but yeah we we've talked about the news a little bit there's not much uh excited for all the new content stuff but uh, otherwise, um, there's also been some patterns that you've been noticing solo uh, in Grand Arena. And uh, so what what things have you been seeing in Grand Arena where we just finished week three of the 5v5 with ships? Uh, and so uh, as, as usually happens, there's some kind of just random trend that people start following that is not necessarily... Like we can't uh, we can't necessarily tell whether there's like some like mastermind behind it. You know, it's like some content creator released a thing and everyone's like, oh, good idea, I'm gonna do that. Um, but for some reason, like people just tend to take the same things. And you've noticed at least one of them. Like, what what have you been noticing? Well, I've noticed two, and part of this is you know I have both both of my accounts are in Division One, so I tend to face people double the people with similar rosters like your alt account is sitting in division three which so you're facing a different type of roster um and then you and i both coach people so uh, i've probably seen this uh, just this week asajj being on a newt squad and it's just asajj it's not like how you used to break up the night sisters and create two different teams with like a thousand led team with two tanks and then asajj with new uh daka and zombie to piss people off uh, it's literally just new and a standard new team with nest and then asajj replaces droidica and i've seen that this week alone probably four times between my two accounts and with the people that i'm coaching so this had to be spread from somewhere. Like, it's not just a random team that everybody all at once said, you know what, let me try this. Um, 
And all the people were from different guilds, so it wasn't like, you know, we faced three people from Alpha Squad, and all three people in Alpha Squad used the same team because clearly the guild pushed a team. It it was all different guilds, and so I sat there and was like, why are these people doing it? And on at least half of them, they still placed the Night Sister squad, but they placed the Night Sister squad with Talia instead of Asajj in the team. And I can't tell you how easy that team is to beat. <laughs> um, so that is one of the patterns I've seen. And then the other one is uh, Shock T, Cody, Clone Sergeant, Zerus plus one. And that plus one usually changes. I think it's just whatever character people have geared up because i've seen scarif rebel pathfinder i've seen r2 which that r2 at least makes a little sense there i've seen plo Koon in that spot and it's just all these people are using uh these teams and it's like where <laughs> where <laughs> where are people getting these ideas from yeah it's certainly bizarre i i don't it doesn't make a lot of sense to me, frankly, like people, sometimes it's like, oh, okay, I, I can see the reason, you know, some, some you, big YouTuber puts out a big video about such and such, you know, wh whether it's good or not, you know, people just want to, they, they like to, some people like to just emulate what they see. And that there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, we put out, we put out videos in the hopes that people are going to use them as a resource. So right. hard to blame people for, uh, seeking a resource like that frankly but it, it is also sometimes just very confounding of like that that doesn't seem like a very good idea and why did it why did it suddenly occur to everyone to do that it, it's strange yeah and uh mf bison <laughs> says well division one first place influences people also so maybe that is what it is um People saw who finished first or in the top 10 last round and said, oh, they used this team, so I need to use this team. I, that very well could be it. I don't, I don't tend to look at the top 10 um, Grand Arena histories just because in Division 1, that usually means that they're using Nest or Wampa to solo something that I will never be able to. Um, and now I'm hearing about 501st with... Oh, and um, like the current first place player has 501st under Ray and Arena, and so now everybody's talking about 501st with Ray and Arena. Yeah, um, <laughs> which it's been tried. Trust me, it's been tried. It's not as fantastic as everyone says it is at the start. Um, you know, actually, um, I'll stop you there. I actually, I don't know if it's mine to share, so I'm not going to say much, but yeah. I've actually heard a legitimate source saying 501st with Ray uh, does some decent things. Uh, well, if, uh, yeah, we'll see more of that this week, I believe. So Probably. And when I say it's been tried, I mean in arena. Uh, and maybe, I'm sure it does counter something, um, something strong, because it... You put two strong teams together, and they're going to make a strong team. But um, I don't know. I, I do know, in my arena shard at least, we have somebody in Team Instinct that tried that team quite often uh, when they first came out and gave it up quite quickly as well. 
Yeah, I've heard some really interesting things about 501st uh, with different uh, meta characters. So we'll see yeah. if any of that surfaces, but um, it's, it, it'll be pretty interesting to see what what happens. But yeah, like here's, here's my thing is uh, first place, understandable for people to look up the first place person in Grand Arena and try to emulate that, especially people who are not necessarily... Uh, super knowledgeable about the you know how how the divisions work how matchups work and everything and i'm not trying to say that the people who get first place are bad players they clearly have a lot of really good decision making behind them whether it is just trying to keep the relic levels low and having the you know bigger strategy or if they have a bigger account then you know actually beating really strong players or whatever i, I will say that it's a little misguided to try to emulate the top like i i just don't look at the top 10 anymore it kind of just frustrates me there are some people who are you know around my gp level who who get there sometimes and those are the guys you want to pay attention to for sure but a lot of them it, it's almost like they're playing a different game and we've, we've discussed it a lot you know the grand arena matchmaking system can be gamed a little bit and people who have mostly just like gear 12 rosters with no gear 13s are still in division one and getting top 10 because they're matched up with other people in division one who have done the same thing but without nearly the kind of strategy and focus that they have brought and so it's like okay well one guy is all gear 12 and some of them are like oh imagoon d is a good character and, you know <laughs> I'll, I'll you know eth koth have geared up i i have my themes i have these cool you know i have tuscans at gear 12 and the other guy's like well i specifically you know got all of my meta characters up to gear 13 relic zero in the hopes of facing 12 other guys just like you you know and then they of course take him to the woodshed and you know then they get top 10 not saying that that's not a good strategy or that it's invalid i will say that it's not necessarily the thing to emulate if you want success in arena or necessarily something you emulate if you want success um in grand arena for whatever level your account is at yeah i do Every once in a while, stalk people's profiles to see if there's any interesting teams popping up or interesting counters. Absolutely. It's, yeah, it, it's never the people that finish top. Well, I shouldn't say never. I mean, it's possible. I always look at lifetime banners. I usually go to some of the bigger guilds, find somebody that has, like, right now, I would look for somebody that has 350 plus lifetime banners. And then look at their Grand Arena history. Um, then there's also, I mean, I watch Endall's videos, so I'll, but I'll stalk his every once in a while to see what he's done. You said it when we had a uh, good old Maurice on. I uh, you stalk his, or you were told to stalk his profile, and that he, <laughs> I was told the same thing, and so I'll look that up. I, you know, there are certain players I'll look up, or if you don't know who those certain players are. Look at the lifetime banners, not just their specific stats for one Grand Arena. Because the lifetime banners, if they do it every Grand Arena, you can probably learn something from it. Oh, yeah. There, I mean, we tell this story a lot, uh, and there's different applications to it. But, you know, our friend who made top 10 in Division 1 once, and he was preaching, he always preaches, uh, just, just take Nest on offense. It's a guaranteed win to solo a team. And, and it, it's like you look at his history and he soloed Ewoks or Phoenix every single match that he had 
And it's not bad. He, he, he had the opportunity. He made the most of it. He made top 10. Good for him. But that didn't reflect our truth, which was like, if I could find one team that Nest can solo in the entire 12 match uh, championship, then I'm, I'm a happy camper. <laughs> yeah. So, right. you know, but, but in this case, it's, it, it's the same thing. Like it, after what it was like, so he, he made a big deal. Like, Oh, listen to me. I, I am, you know, I will give advice. My advice is free. Come, come and check it out. Like I know everything about grand arena because I got top 10 and uh, not saying he's a bad player or anything, but he uh, eventually just stopped playing Grand Arena and just got disillusioned because he didn't even make Kyber the next like three three seasons, and then I haven't heard from him for a long time. I don't. He, I don't know. he got there. trapped in Carbonite uh, during three v three, or was it the or was it the Grand Arena beforehand? He went for trapped in Carbonite because, like you said. <laughs> He started, his GP grew a little bit, and he started going up against different teams. And uh, it frustrated him. He is back now, because he's still in my alts guild. Um, he is back to trying again, um, and taking it more seriously now. Well, and nothing against him. And, sure. and you know, if you get top 10, you're going to feel confident. But I, I just... It, it's just such a different it's such a different thing like uh, all i'm saying is grand arena has a ton of different like life cycles and you know like places that you know it's like they, there's all these different like neighborhoods within the grand arena city you know like so <laughs> if if you're if you're a mega kraken you're gonna face other mega krakens if yeah. you're in division one and have paid uh like extreme detail to keeping your relics super low you're gonna be in kind of a, a, a in a different situation where you're facing people who don't have as well developed rosters if you're like us then who, who knows you, you could get someone who's just a collector someone who's horrible someone who's a kraken and doesn't have very many zetas yet because they're a newer account like it, just depending on where you are like I coach certain people from like higher divisions than my alt. Like I'm division three on my alt and these people are in like divisions four and five and they consistently have way, way harder matchups than my alt does in division three because I'm gaming the system in division three. <laughs> like yeah. I wouldn't want to face any of those people that I'm coaching with my account, with my alt account. Cause it's like, geez, you, you're in division five and you have a relic seven general skywalker i've never <laughs> faced a single general skywalker on my division three account never once yeah. i'm the only person i've ever met in division three you know, in, through grand arena that has general skywalker yeah so totally different neighborhoods i mean look at my alt i'm i my alt is a six million account i have a galactic legend and my main account i'm what 6.5 million so i'm not that far off and the caliber of player I see between my two accounts, completely different. I mean, completely different. It, it's it's truly amazing. And my alt has, I'll call it a solid roster. It's, it's certainly not a whale roster because it's free to play, but it is a strong PvP free to play roster. Um, and I. I I don't face anything where I face with my main account. Right, exactly. And 
Well, so so there's this there was this interesting to me at least and, and somewhat frustrating I don't know conversation that I had on our Discord server with someone who was like, well, so I was I was kind of complaining. I I, sh I need to just stop because it, it's it's just the same thing every time, and I like it, I'm still doing okay. So uh, I was saying like, okay, I get paired with double Galactic Legends all the time, and I only have one got double or I only have one Galactic Legend right now. And so my matchups are really tough. Like when, if you have to face two Galactic Legends, you, you only have one. That that's a pretty big disadvantage, in my opinion. Um, you know, I, I've been doing fine, and we'll talk about how my success has been later. But uh, someone was like, "Well, you know, it, it's all just RNG against Galactic Legends, anyways. It's all just luck. Like you can't actually counter them." And you know, so I'm, I'm like, "Well, they're like I'm consistently beating." Galactic Legends with off-meta counters because I put my own Supreme Leader Kylo on defense every time, even though they have two Galactic Legends and it could it, it could potentially be really tricky, and it is. But um, like, and, and then he's like, "Well, we have like the same GP. We're facing the same people, and uh, <laughs> so it's not that hard." And I'm like, "Well, how many double Galactic Legends have you faced?" And he said, zero. <laughs> And I'm like, I faced six in eight, right. eight matches. I faced six people with double galactic legends, like not the same experience at all. And he's, he's trying to be like, well, he's like, he's trying to say like, well, it's not hard clearly because I face the same people and I'm, because we have the same ish GP, but it, we're totally different neighborhoods, totally different. Like, yeah. His play experience is just so different from ours that it's like politicians who say, you know, they're like, man, we, they're trying to relate to people. They say like, man, we, we were so, so poor. Me and my wife back in the day, we were so poor. We only had one house. <laughs> and, and and it's like, I can't relate to that at all. You know, yeah. you know like most yeah. people only have one house. So some people can relate fine, but they're trying to say like, Hey, we were poor too, but they don't even know what poor is exactly. And <laughs> You know, it's the same thing. Like he says, my matches aren't hard. I think they're very hard, and that his matches are easy. The odds are his matches are hard. My matches are hard. We're just like totally different. So yeah. Though the one thing I will say about being in different neighborhoods is, you can be in different neighborhoods and still have difficult matchups. <laughs> so what? What we're saying here, because we're having this conversation, I don't want to make it seem like we're saying um, that people that succeed because they're in one neighborhood have done anything less than if they're in the other neighborhood, to keep going with that analogy. You still have to beat these people. Um, and I can tell you on my alt account, at least once a week, I face somebody with more lifetime banners than I have. And my all is pretty high up in the lifetime banner. So we're not saying that only we have hard matches because we're in the double galactic legend neighborhood. Because I'm right there with you. I think at least more than half of my matches uh, this Grand Arena were double galactic legend. Um, but if your roster <laughs> is a division one roster at 4.5 million, uh, you might still have hard matchups. That's not what we're saying. But what we are saying is it's a completely different game. It, it's just, it is a different game when you're facing double Galactic Legends and you don't have double Galactic Legends as compared to when you're deciding which team 
uh, you get to solo with your nest, and are you going to be able to Malik solo? Because we were there, God, what feels like <laughs> 2 million GP ago. Uh, we were there at one point, so we know what it was like. We lived through that. Um, but yeah. Yeah, yeah ab- absolutely. Like, and so if, if I did come across as like, well, we, we have the hardest, everyone else is just playing an easy uh uh, everyone else is just facing really easy teams i you're right solo like i don't at all intend to say that your experience is like negligible or easy and we're we're the sole you know we're we are the only ones who have it hard or something it's just everyone's in a different neighborhood they have their own concerns their own perceptions and so when we're talking about grand arena it's going to be very wise of of everyone to realize that your experiences won't necessarily equate to what everyone else's experiences are. Like sometimes it's just not going to be the same, even if it kind of looks the same. When someone says, man, General Skywalker is so hard to beat, don't just like mock them. Think, (laughs) okay, I I can beat General Skywalker, but I have a roster that's developed for that specifically. I have a higher GP probably. We're just coming from it from different angles is all. Yes, yes. In fact, that's one of the most frustrating things uh, that happens when I'm coaching somebody. And uh, a few of the people that I coach have a much lower GP than me. And I know you do too. And they're like, oh, we have this problem. And so my first reaction always is, oh, well, this is what I use to counter them. And then I have to remind myself, oh, they probably don't have an R7 Stormtrooper Han, or, you know, whatever that counter is that isn't necessarily big on the, um, <laughs> you know, below 6 million accounts or below 5 million accounts. And so right. it, it's easy for people that aren't living in that zone to not understand what that zone is going through. Exactly. Um yeah, so so like my my GP uh, on my alt is actually uh, my matchups in on my alt. I, I don't have all the experience because, like I said, I'm kind of gaming the system. But I mean, that's that's one of the draws of you know if if people want advice from me, like I can actually come at it from the angle of having like I've just found that as a a really valuable source of information of being able to say like oh yeah like. <laughs> I'm actually in that same situation right now where I, I was just recently there and here are some more practical ways to actually beat this random, you know, non-fully relict General Grievous squad that, you know, it's like some people are facing, uh, <laughs> you know, different things. And I, I actually have that, that angle, but it, it's harder to, unless you've just recently lived it, it's hard to relate. So, yeah. um, We've probably discussed this enough. This that went that went actually much more in depth than I intended to go, but <laughs> uh, it's something worth mentioning. It is, I, and I think it's a it's a good conversation to have um, because I do think people forget that. I see it on our Discord server all the time, where um, you know we now have a thousand people. So a thank you to everyone that's joined our Discord server. But so it's a busy server and people will start asking for advice. And I see it every once in a while where people are like, well, 
you're facing this team, or you're facing like a Bosquet bounty hunter team. This is easy. Just you know, that's that's a B team. But if you look and the person's down sitting in Division Four, and they're facing a G12 plus five Bosquet bounty hunter team that's got some speed, that actually becomes a difficult team to counter at that level. And it's it's very easy for people to forget that. Forget how strong Bosk was when you have a young account. Right, exactly. So, yeah, it, totally worth just. I mean, it could be applied to life as well. <laughs> That's fair. That that is true. Yeah. Like, if, if if you find yourself in a situation where you think that someone is being completely ridiculous, maybe they are. Some a lot of people just are completely ridiculous. And obnoxious <laughs> and a lot of people are just approaching things a little bit differently they have a different yeah. experience a different you know uh, just you know be good to each other whatever uh, we can we can move on from that line yes. of discussion because you know it, everyone is preaching that it, it, to some degree but i don't know like <laughs> at the same time i just see a lot of people I see a lot of people being angry at each other and it's, uh, uh, you know, they, they just don't understand that it, it's totally, uh, it's a totally different uh, perspective that the other person is coming from. So, right. Um, anyways, our grand arena results for the week. Yes. Uh, we just finished week three solo. How did you do? Uh, I finished three and oh. That's pushing me to eight and one overall now. Uh, I did beat a double galactic legend at the start of this. I, you know, coming into this season, if somebody from the outside were to ask which one of us had the most defensive holds, and not not a gimmicky defensive hold like one team held for thirty seven times or something ridiculous. If they were to ask, oh, which which one of the Gambit podcast members would have the most defensive holds, I think everybody would have said you without even without even thinking. And I would have said you without even thinking. But this week I have continued my trend of this season of having over ten defensive holds per round. Um and by round, I mean the three matches. So uh, for week three, I had another, I think, 13 defensive holds this week. Um, I stopped a full clear twice now. I know you're on a ridiculous streak that you can get into soon. Uh, but having a Galactic Legend now has allowed me to change 100% how I play. And it is working fantastic. And I'm actually, I'm truly enjoying Grand Arena much more. I've always enjoyed Grand Arena, but I'm enjoying it more now than I have in a long time. Because of what having a Galactic Legend has let me do in the planning out my attacks or defenses. So I'm very excited about it. I'm 3-0, and 8-1 overall. This is probably the best start I've had to a Grand Arena in a while. Um, I'm enjoying it. How about you? How did how did you do this past week? 
You know what? I want to answer that solo. I need to go get a drink of water. So you should <laughs> talk a little bit more about okay. your week. Sorry. I will gladly do that. I can <laughs> always sure talk. <laughs> um, so one of the pieces of advice I will give to everybody <laughs> is when there is Hux on a first order team, do not attack with Jedi training Ray. Just don't do it. I said, I've been setting ridiculous defenses recently, like Darth Revan, General Skywalker, and CLS sitting all sitting in the top zone for people. And yet the team that I get the most defense with is a simple KRU team that has Hux in it that people insist on attacking with Jedi Training Ray because they don't realize Hux doesn't let them ever get started. So... The one piece of advice I can tell you from this week and the past two other weeks is please do not attack a KRU team with Hux with your uh, Jedi Training Ray unless you know you can kill that Hux basically immediately. (laughs) Because that's how I'm getting a lot of my defends. And uh, I mean, I'm not going to argue, but it, it surprised me that that of all the teams I place on defense, that's the team that gets the most defends. Dude, it's so funny. You're right. I that team is legitimately problematic. Like you need you need something that can take out Hux right away, and it is just really hard to take him out unless you have something like you you have a pre taunt on that squad. Usually, like you need you need a meta team almost. Yeah. Like I haven't found a cheap answer to that squad cheaper than like Commander Luke. Commander Luke will t- take that squad down usually if you can chew through their Kylo Ren. But you need relic seven usually, you know, six or seven, some some really high offense numbers. Yeah, uh, like yeah, I've, <laughs> that, that KRU Hux team is legitimately problematic, though. I've actually been using Padme. <clears throat> like, remember back in the day that where relics first came out, and everybody just basically reserved Padme for countering Night Sisters. Like that was the just okay. How are you going to counter Night Sisters? I have my Padme. I feel the exact same way now. It's just Padme's countering First Order. (laughs) Which feels so weird because before everybody went on the Supreme Leader Kylo kick, nobody had a Relic First Order. You might have like a Relic 1 or 2 KRU and have a, a couple of Relics on Fox. Nobody had what they have now. And it it's just so funny to hear that, hear myself say... Okay, Padme's going to first order. I, you know, I have to save Padme because if first order's in the back and they have Hux there, I'm in trouble. <laughs> right. Well, K- KRU used to be like, don't ever place him on defense, guys, because Gear Eleven Ewoks will eat him alive. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Um, Someone just recently asked us actually, and not to be derisive, they're in a lo- little bit lower. Um, little bit lower gp range they were just legit asking because i didn't know but they're like oh yeah so so can my gear 10 and 11 ewoks beat high relic uh first order with kru lead no and and (laughs) the answer was very no yeah there was a time as no as possible (laughs) yeah there there was a time that everybody had their ewoks at g12 because of the 3po event right nobody had fantastic first order teams 
and yet everybody placed first order on territory war defense. But this was back when guild, our guilds were, you know, at four million or whatever, uh, because everyone had to have a first order team to get BB-8. So they had it, so they placed it on defense, and you could counter it with Ewoks. The second relics came around, <laughs> that ended that really quickly. Yeah, ended immediately. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, but but I have I have plenty of kills actually. If you check our counter sheet, there's a couple examples of me doing that just that. Yeah, uh, there's there are a couple. Uh, I almost should take them down because that's that's misleading af now. <laughs> but yeah. like that against gear twelve. Uh, first order when they don't have Zeta Barris, like that. That's the that's what people used to do. Like, okay, I'm gonna put Zeta Barris right on, the, on there, yeah. and then it's like, okay, well, that that counters Ewoks because you do a lot of crits with Ewoks, and then it just heals because it's just like death by a million paper cuts. But she heals all the paper cuts really easy. So Barris uh, was like the hard, you know, no to that squad, uh, to to Ewoks countering, and that that was legitimately. Pe- we went through this whole progression of like, okay, so everyone put KRU on defense because they're good. And then it was, don't actually put him on defense because Ewoks will kill you and you'll get nothing for it. And then it was, no, if you just put Zeta Barris on there, then it, you can counter the Ewoks. Like there was a whole progression of counters that it sounds like a few of our listeners weren't even aware of. So, <laughs> But do you also remember those first days of Territory War for those that don't know, when Territory War first came out, it was the same map, quote-unquote map, it's, you know, eight zones, um, that we use now, except for there were bonuses. I think it was, it was what, Bounty Hunters, First Order, and Resistance, I think each got a bonus for the Territory War map. But it wasn't the crazy bonuses like Unkillable Clones or Super Clones at Gear 8. It was like 5% of this or 10% of that. And so people would be misled because in Territory War, First Order ended up becoming a strong defense team because they got these other separate bonuses as well. And so they started popping up in every Grand Arena on defense, except for they weren't getting the bonuses on defense in Grand Arena. And so they weren't a very good defensive team. Uh, So it was just funny to kind of watch that. Yeah, it's it's just funny. So someone in our chat uh, just asked, uh, "How was first order before Hux and Sith Trooper were added, and everyone had to farm them for Supreme Leader Kylo Ren?" And uh, so what I just responded was, it, "Since it started, I've I've always had first order because I always thought that we would need them eventually." Yeah. And what I discovered is, if you put a couple Zetas on them. They are, they, they've always been a transcendent Grand Arena team. Like, not transcendent in the sense that, like, they beat every team, but if you know how to counter, I've, I've almost, I've gotten since Grand Arena started, you can go back to my earliest videos. I've used First Order on offense from the very beginning, and they've been my very, very most consistent team to counter like I, I there are very few grand arenas that I haven't used Kylo Ren unmasked on offense yeah and then and then Watt came out and Watt was the first one that transformed first order like first order was always solid like you say but then Watt came out 
and you give that weapons tech to Fox, and it basically transformed that team into a much, much stronger team. Yeah, Watt, Watt made that team really good, and then the you know he kind of shone a little light on it, and then everyone who was forced to farm them suddenly realized, oh, this team is legit. <laughs> though, though I will say, a lot of people still just don't use first order they just throw them with supreme leader kylo after he's unlocked yep. they just use like the best four plus supreme leader kylo and that's their team and that's their first order and that's it and then they put like phasma with some leftovers in somehow and that's not how you do it they're not that's not good but that i i've gone through great pains to keep my kylo ren unmasked team uh separate from supreme leader kylo because they're still even now i get consistent wins with that team on offense like they kill so much so many b-level teams they they just do even without watt they're awesome yeah i need to actually between tonight well i'm done thinking for tonight <laughs> but tomorrow i need to completely redesign my uh, my grand arena teams because i have to figure out now that I have Supreme Leader Kylo. I don't have the ultimate. He is R7, though. I have to figure out how I'm going to break these teams up. And I, frankly, I don't I don't know how I'm going to break them up. Um, be, especially because this KRU team, literally every fight, I get a defend with it. Like, how do you break up something that you're getting a defend with every single fight? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, especially if you have your Supreme Leader Kylo, like could almost just take him with a couple random guys who can you can use or not and you yeah. can just use him to solo a team or something especially right. if your other defenses have been working out yeah yeah so I, i'm i need to figure it out um and who knows maybe supreme leader kylo ends up on a darth revan team on defense or even a general grievous team like i i don't know I, i'm not gonna put him with grievous but I might put them in a way that's going to surprise people <laughs> because that's one of the easiest ways to get a defend in grand arena is to create a team with strong members that surprise people that they don't know how to attack and they either overkill it because they don't know how to attack or they lose to it because they didn't think of some sort of interaction. So I might, I might come up with something that's not going to work long-term, but might work in the first week. Yeah, I, I hear you, man. <laughs> That's it's tough. I think I think it'll be tricky too. Like I've been seeing some teams I really like with uh with Jedi training Ray with Ray. Like I, it'll be hard yeah. for me to separate that. Um to yeah. separate the two. Just cuz it it seems like a really fun combination, but yeah. Um anyways, I guess I should talk about my week for a minute. <laughs> That's how this this whole thing started, so you probably should. <laughs> sure. Well, I like talking about First Order anyways. There <laughs> people, I, we recently talked about a show who was, they were saying like, he loves his nice sisters, and it was so funny, because it's like, yes, I like nice sisters, but not necessarily more than any. If I had <laughs> to choose a team that was mine, that I really liked and really wanted to promote and talk about, it's going to be first order. They're probably the team I feel like is the is still one of the least understood factions. And, and I'm not saying I'm like the best at them. I just know that people consistently doubt my first what my first order can do, 
and they, they don't realize how, what a great tool they are. So always up to talking yeah. first order, <laughs> especially if it's not, it doesn't involve uh, Supreme Leader Kylo, honestly. <laughs> right. So uh, anyways, my week was, uh, man, it, it keeps being rough. So I'll, I'll say I went 3-0 and this week. So it, I know you, you're like, well, how rough could it be? And the fact is, I, I've said it previously, but I'll restate it. Uh, I have faced an insane number of double galactic legends for only having one of my own. I have Supreme Leader Kylo. He does have his ultimate, and I put him on defense every match. Uh, so in within this Grand Arena Championship, so so far our season is nine matches, I have faced six guys <laughs> with double galactic legends. I've lost one of those. The one time I lost, it was the very first match of the season. I kept my Supreme Leader Kylo to kill one of theirs. I did clear them, but they beat me by one banner. And after that, I was like, you know what? I'm going to find a way to beat Galactic, Galactic Legends and keep my own Supreme Leader Kylo on defense because it's so inefficient. You get 46 or 47 it to, to beat a Ray. And yes, it's consistent usually, but for the at the price of 14 banners... And then you're also not getting any value for your own Galactic Legend on defense. So uh, so eight other matches, I've put Supreme Leader Kylo on defense and I found a way to beat uh, five other guys with double Galactic Legends. This week was, it was an even harder week though because uh, two of these guys had double Galactic Legends. One of them put both on defense and that same guy actually also put his Relic 7 Jedi Luke on defense. <laughs> It's it's just it, it's been really crazy. So uh, I'm eight and one for the season. Um, I've had, gosh, it, it's just been so crazy because you have to sometimes you have to find ways to kill two Galactic Legends and Jedi Luke and like General Grievous with Watt. And yeah. I think the thing that I have embraced most this week, kind of the theme for me this week, uh, has just been. Like, okay, so people keep putting a lot of things on defense and I don't necessarily have all the teams to counter them. And what I've learned is General Grievous, and, and I've preached this for a while, so I've known it, but I, I've actually started like kind of having to live it, is you can <laughs> zerg, which is now like- <laughs> Drink. When I say it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the trigger word for people to drink. <laughs> but you can zerg the, uh, you can zerg uh, General Grievous down with worse teams. So like my last, my final match, the guy, I, I placed Supreme Leader Kylo on defense. And then I had a Darth Revan team behind him that the guy never even got to. He never got to feel the despair of clearing a really tough zone and then having another really tough zone to clear. I, I wanted that so much. But, uh, <laughs> I wanted that for him. I wanted it for me, but it didn't happen. Um, and uh, but uh, so so I, he he got stalled out, and when I got to his back zone, he had General Grievous with Watt, and I had used all of my meta teams basically. I didn't have anything that could one shot that that team, and so I, I did have Commander Luke. So I, I threw Commander Luke in there and killed Watt, and then after that, I was like, okay, so what what next? What can I do? And I, I tried Jawas with Stormtrooper Han and Watt because uh, I just randomly had Watt left over. And that didn't work. My Jawas just all got one shot. My goal was to kill B1 there. Um, and then now I'm trying to remember, uh, I tried a few other teams. I tried Old Republic and I think that failed as well. I was trying to, just trying to find a way to kill B1. Um, 
I think, I forget what combination eventually killed, uh, I killed Magnaguard actually before I killed anyone else because he keeps, he keeps pre-taunting and stuff. So I found a pretty weak team to beat Magnaguard. Um, and then I used Phoenix to kill B1. And then I used leftover resistance, like gear 12 resistance to kill B2. And these are all like relic seven droids for the most part. And then I threw in my, my very favorite part of the entire week was there's the old smoothie feat. You could get the, the title old smoothie if you use Lando and uh, Rebel Officer Leia. So I used a Lando lead team with Leia, um, Biggs. I didn't even put Wedge in. That, that seems like an oversight on my part. <laughs> um, uh, and then what else? I think I had R2 and... Ezra is just like this hodgepodge to kill a relic seven, like highly modded, crazy Grievous. And it worked and it got the feet and it took seven total attacks to kill that squad. But the, the best team I used was Commander Luke. And after that, none of them were good. All of my teams were just garbage. <laughs> and it, yes, it did cost me 30 banners. I'm not saying it's the answer, but if you need to Zerg, uh, if you need to take care of General Grievous, and you don't have the right teams, don't just give up. There are options available. So I got three full clears. I got, I did not get full cleared for the second week in a row. Um, people got stalled out on my defense despite having a ton of really good offensive teams, ton of firepower, more firepower than I had. So it was a rough week, but also a, a really, it was one of my most dominant weeks, honestly, as crazy as that sounds. Yeah, I, well, uh, I could see how it's, well, I watched you be frustrated between, since it's live streaming every time, um, but like you said, it truly was, a dom you had a dominant week, I could just also see how frustrating it would be to attack at the same time, and I fall into this as well, where I'll have a really rough battle, cause somebody set a tough defense, and Actually, um, this last round was a perfect example of that. I, I lost to a Padme with my Treya team, and I was so frustrated. And I I felt so bad. I'm like, I'm going to lose this. This is awful. And then my opponent, second time this week, where my opponent was watching me attack because he started attacking the second I was done. Um and I was so just, like, distraught and downtrodden because, my God, I just did so awful. This is so frustrating. I'm going to lose this. Because if I lose a battle, I automatically think I'm going to lose the entire <laughs> the entire round. Um, and then he attacks, and I got, what, four different defends between four different teams. And so even though I knew I win or won, I knew I my defense did fantastic. The feeling I still had left over was this just feeling of frustration because of how my attacks went, and I didn't get a full clear in one shot. And even though I did exactly what I needed to do to win, I still felt frustrated, which was kind of an annoying feeling, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, I, I can hear that. Um, I hate losing so much. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> yes. I and this week actually so I'd, I'd had incredible efficiency the first two weeks and this is really a theme for me i you know as our matchups get harder throughout the the gac cycle i i fail more 
attacks. I mean, and that that's just the case for everyone. You see at the in the first week, people on our Discord will post like, look at this crazy score I got on this total noob. <laughs> and those really dry up after week two. Yeah. People start showing like barely marginal wins, you know, or losses and, you know, whatever. That's how it works. But uh, so I had my first two weeks, I failed like one attack total. And that was intentional, uh, intentional-ish. Uh, but uh, as we, and then this week, I failed a bunch. Like I failed six times against that one General Grievous squad. But it was all to get a full clear and it, it, it was under control. It's just funny how that, that works. Um, one thing one of our commenters asked uh, is, let's see, so... Now, so what other strong teams can use Zerg? Any surprising ones? Can you think of any solo? I I have been trying to think of this. Um, Let me think of my defenses. So I would say like, uh, it's hard. You you need a like a, a, you need a jumping off point. Like you need to actually kill some other character but if you can get a, a foothold on a commander luke team you can whittle them down okay yeah like, or if, could, if they've turned loaded turn meter and you don't have a foothold though like that that's just done. hell on wheels it just sucks you know any team with watt i feel like you can zerg down a little bit because you go in with cls you kill watt then the next time you go in he's not giving out whatever um text he would have normally given out and usually the defense team is designed for the techs so i feel like anybody with watt you can zerg down if you just start with cls sure absolutely oh that that reminds me newt can be zerged yeah you remember we (laughs) when we were we had our live stream and um someone was playing our friend jubal's account (laughs) and he needed a full clear and uh so he uh, he had I, I don't even remember the whole situation but what ended up happening we didn't have any good teams to clear their newt team and it was a pretty decent newt team it was pretty fast had good gear had all the right characters newt and dooku and was there watt in there even and a tank and nest was in there it was a good yeah. newt team it was solid and in the end we we were we were down to the very bottom of the barrel on that roster <laughs> and and it ended up working out i think it was like 10 attacks to get that yeah. newt team down but you just need to systematically find the character to take out one at a time if you can just target one character down focus him down and then move to the next one it, it's doable you can't don't try to go I think the trick for a Zerg attack just, and people are asking what Zerg is. It just means using multiple weak teams to drag down a big opponent. Uh, so you send in, a, you know, one bad team and then another bad team and it slowly systematically takes them out. You need to target one character. And if you kill that character, that's a win. And then the next one, you might even just say, I'm going to take down the protection on this character and that's it. Okay. I did that. And that's a win. And then you yeah. kill two characters with the next squad, and that's like a double win. That's exciting. It's worth drinking over and saying the word Zerg. So. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, like trying to trying to take down some of these teams. But 
I guess Commander Luke, people are asking like what character needs to be gone. If you can kill Han, then that's great. Han is Han is so anti-Zerg, he'll just kill one of your weak characters right off the bat. So, oh god, yeah. You know, if you could have like a pre-taunt character or something. Oh, that doesn't even help because That doesn't help with Han, yeah. But I, I don't there's I think actually Galactic Legends are a little bit susceptible to this strategy too. Uh, well, look at the suicide ray in three v three. Of granted, you're not doing the damage; she's hurting herself. But you send in a bunch of tunes to get her below the damage threshold, and then you send in a good team. It's... Yeah, yep, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, or you try Hux. You send in a team to just assassinate yeah. Hux. Right, and that that reduces the effectiveness of that team pretty dramatically. So, yeah. uh, we could talk about it for a while. Maybe we'll maybe we'll try to try to continue this chain of thought uh, when we've developed more thoughts on it. But <laughs> it is an effective strategy against some squads. Certain squads really resist the the Zerg, but that's to be expected. <laughs> like General Skywalker, probably not. I don't know. <laughs> maybe so let's let's continue so we've been answering answering some questions from the chat um we also have podcast question segment for people who want to get on our discord and ask questions for us to address so uh we have three of them this time and you know you promised that one would be first and foremost i think we should maybe save that for last actually (laughs) Uh, I mean, we can. We're going to talk. We can. We're going to talk about it, though. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. We're we're not we're not dodging it. Uh, but yeah. it's going to be the fiercest debate. So let's save it for last. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. I don't know if we're going to even. We'll see. Uh, so someone asked, "What are the pros and cons of streaming on YouTube versus Twitch?" Yeah. Uh, well, so YouTube is the developed brand you make it on youtube and you make it anywhere basically but twitch does a lot of things better they do a lot of things worse as well but they do a lot of things better and one of which is there is very limited delay between what you see and what's in the chat so with youtube you're guaranteed at least a 30 second delay between us being live and what you end up seeing. So it makes it a lot harder to do our Grand Arena streams when we're not, or well, the, our uh, viewers are commenting and saying, oh, you should do this, you should do this. Meanwhile, that was 30 seconds ago for us. Where Twitch is, it's, it's like a two or three second delay. I mean, you guys basically see it almost right after it happened. So it's a lot easier for us to interact with people on Twitch than it is in YouTube. And frankly, the interaction is the fun part of this for us. Uh, that That's the part I enjoy. It's it's not just me talking directly at people. And I know, Zareth, you've basically said the same thing, where it, actually interacting with people is <laughs> is what makes makes this fun. Absolutely. I love interacting with people and talking to people. It's, it's been interesting to observe on my end because I tend to be very introverted in general. But 
having a stream where I can talk to people for like two hours just doesn't, it's, it's very enjoyable somehow. Yeah. I, it's so weird, but uh, so th there's that. Uh, the other, th there's a few other awesome things too. And one of them is, uh, so we can double dip a little bit. Like I've been, I've been live streaming on Twitch and then I download the video and post it on my YouTube and it, the YouTube gets a bunch of hits and I am past the 1000 sub level. And so I can actually get ad revenue, generate, generate ad revenue uh, from that. Eventually it, it takes like a month, it takes a couple months to get to the affiliate status on Twitch, but eventually we can start, people can start subbing, people can start actually spending some money on uh, on us to support us. And I know that talking about money can seem very mercenary. Like we just don't care about people. We just care about the cash. And frankly, we've been doing this for like a year with very, very little income. Like yeah. if, if we were doing it for money, I think we would have lost interest a while ago. <laughs> we but, would have been broke a while ago. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it's been very nice to be getting something back now that I get a little ad revenue and we, we both have a Patreon set up. It's been, it's been really cool. So, you know, that there's that, but man, the dollars per hour that we've made, if we just <laughs> applied it to how many hours we've spent on it is just like it not worthwhile at all if we're just doing it for money. So yeah. Uh, but that is a consideration. Like we, we can eventually, I think, make a little bit more on Twitch. I, I think in the, in the end though, I, I just really like the interaction and like, so you, like you said, solo, I, Twitch just does it better than YouTube. It does. The one thing I wish Twitch had is, so when we're live, it's easy to find us if you're not a subscriber, cause you just go to browse you browse by the game and it shows you every content creator that's live on this game and there's a good amount of people in our community that are content creators but compared to like some of the other games there's you know some of the other games you see who's live and there's like hundreds of people for us i think the most i've ever seen streaming at once is like 15 um so it's easier to find us when we're live which is nice. With YouTube, there's so many videos on YouTube and you have to break into this algorithm that it won't always be easy to find us. Now, the one thing I wish Twitch had was when we're not live, I wish they had a better system for finding people. Like how YouTube has the suggested next video. I wish Twitch had something like that when we're not live and it could suggest our recently played videos or something like that um that's the one thing i do wish twitch had yeah absolutely uh, there's there's good things and bad things twitch also doesn't have any longevity for videos so that's if true we wanted to just do twitch our videos would disappear even if we had the highest level of twitch like partner or whatever it is it still disappears within like a month or something i think that's the longest the videos stay up and so there, there's no there's no record of it unless you go to YouTube and post it there. So, uh, right. We won't get partner for a while, but it, it, every follow helps every time someone views, honestly, guys, uh, 
you know, just as a way to support us. If you're going to bed, but you can leave your device on for, you know, just to watch us, even if you're not there, that actually helps our percentages of how long people, uh, how many views we have, what our, what our overall average is that, that does actually help as crazy as that sounds. So, um, if you're watching us live on Twitch right now, for instance. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there, Twitch Twitch is just, it does better, better interactions. And we've been looking for a way for us to both have a little, my YouTube channel has just kind of outsized solos for a while. And it, it, it's felt so weird and lopsided to have all of our live streams go through my channel because <laughs> it only grows my channel and it, it does nothing to help solo who has fewer subscribers get more subs on his channel so it's like the rich get richer and i if that's not the goal we want to have our own separate thing for the gambit stuff for our podcast and our live streams so i love that twitch has actually kind of gotten us to that point as well yes i i agree with that um okay next question let's take a closer look at mastery what does it really do or not do gosh this is one i should have researched it's it's a complicated question which is why i asked it of you rather than letting you get to ask it of me um sure I, and i can i can take a stab at it because i've had i've had more interactions with it frankly than you i think well because you have kylo which right feeds off mastery Right, so so what mastery does essentially, and you can correct me if I have something wrong, uh, solo and uh, and our commenters, because I'm not I'm not going to tell you that I I'm the sole arbiter of truth on this, on most things, yes, on this not necessarily, <laughs> um, no, but uh, mastery is essentially just it, it increases your your base stats, like your your health, your um. Well, it's not just your base stats, I guess. Like there, there's a number of stats that increase for every mastery level you have and relics are directly tied to your mastery. So, um, you know, when, when, you, when you upgrade relics, you can see the stats increasing for every uh, relic that is applied, every extra relic level, uh, your mastery level goes up. And so that, that increases your survivability, increases your... Uh, hitting power it just basically just makes you stronger and so kylo ren specifically has uh has some abilities that uh you can drain mastery levels and you can actually drain uh so even if they're gear 12 and don't have any relics you can drain those mastery levels as well and then it, you can use a different move on supreme leader kylo to increase those same stats on him so he becomes this unstoppable nightmare. And that, that's how he can solo the uh, Sith raid, as opposed to Rey, who doesn't really have much interaction with, uh, with mastery, other than she, she has extra mastery stuff and she can't have it stolen from her. Um, I'm sure there's things that I missed though. So solo, feel free to fill in holes. Yeah, I, I, well, I think you, mainly got it from my understanding of mastery it's you know every set character build so for example um a fast healer or you know tank has a specific mastery that increases these specific stats and 
what you're talking about with Kylo is, let's say he siphons mastery off of uh, General Kenobi. If you watch over time, Kenobi won't just lose protection where the bar stays empty. If he gets siphoned enough, he will completely lose the protection bar. Uh, because you've taken so much of these mastery stats, which for Kenobi includes protection because he's a tank, that he just loses the protection bar completely. Um, and so that's kind of, if you look at a relic, it'll tell you what the mastery stats are. And so when Kylo is draining, uh, that's <laughs> that's what he's draining, basically. Yep. Um, and one interesting note, I guess, is what was it? Was it General Skywalker has accuracy as one of his yep. mastery stats? And so we we were commenting. I, I forget what what even the situation was, but it was like General Skywalker was missing a bunch in his yeah. attacks against certain characters, and we were like, "Why is he missing so much? Is that a bug?" And someone pointed out that it's because accuracy is one of his uh stats uh one of his mastery levels and so therefore he actually starts missing more because he's he's gone into the negative on that mastery stat and the same thing holds true with um jedi training ray where one of her mastery stats is increased dodge and i've had instances because i i use ray in my arena team um, I've had instances where she's been drained, drained so often that Supreme Leader Kylo dodges like every second attack because he's drained all of her mastery and it's so annoying. <laughs> Angers me every time. <laughs> uh, Galactic Legends are annoying. Uh, so let's let, let's go to the, uh, the final and most important podcast yes. question. So we've been debating via various live streams. Uh, Rexecute, uh, so at, so Rex, let me rewind just a tiny bit. Rex has an ability that starts on cooldown that eventually turns into the ability to one-shot most characters. It doesn't work on Galactic Legends, on the Kylos, on a couple specific characters, but overall it does do a massive amount of damage it's very similar in that regard to nihilus's ability to annihilate which just removes a character from play with no with no revives this one actually you can revive from but uh it, it still feels like you're just clicking the delete button on a character and so it sparked the debate and someone finally just posted it in our podcast questions which one, which term do you use for this action of Rex's? Is it Rexecute or is it Rexalation? And if you do use the term Rexalation, uh, you can also, it opens the door to use the phrase, uh, if you fail at it, if you do it too early, you can use the phrase premature Rexalation. So which one? should we use as a community? Is it Rexecute or Rexalation? Uh, it's not Rexalation, it's Rexalate. Rexalate, sorry. So, well, no, you That's read it. Are, you read it correctly. Uh, but it, if you... So, 
if you stem back in the discussion on our Discord channel where this question comes from, um, it's rexillate is the base term. And so the rexillation was just for premature rexillation, which I don't care who you are. That just sounds funny and makes me laugh. Um, I have always, always said rexillate. Um, so that's what I'm going with, and that's what I'm sticking with. It's rexillate. So I think rexillate sounds dumb, frankly. Uh, <laughs> but also premature rexillation, it, it sounds, I, I mean... I talked about this on the on our Discord, and and people said I sounded crude. So cover your ears, earmuffs to the people who <laughs> uh, don't want to hear something crude. No swear words here. But uh, you're saying premature rexillation. That's you're saying it, you're equiv you're equivocating that word to ejaculation. So you know ejaculation versus rexillation, and the only signet like the only similarity is the fact that they end with the letter with the uh with shun like that that's <laughs> they both say shun at the end and i don't i fail to see how that is like super clever or amusing i i find it crude and i think rexecute on the other hand it fits in perfectly with execute which is deleting something killing something i think it's much more clever and it sounds more catchy I Rexecute is so much less clever than Rexalate. Um and uh, he doesn't always actually execute somebody. So it's it's a false narrative. Well, Nihilate uh, Nihilist doesn't always annihilate someone if he's trying to go for a galactic legend. That does he doesn't annihilate them. But we're not talking about annihilate. We're talking well, about Rex. If we're talking, we're talking about uh, misnomers on the names for things that delete characters. Like, there's always exceptions. Rex so, <laughs> I, I think that I've made my point more than abundantly clear that it, it should be self-evident. I don't even know why we're talking about this. So, we hold these truths self-evident, Sarah, that it is Rexalate. We like plus and someone plus, who's not even watching this right now because they're in bed. Because the other thing is we are playing a video game made of pixels. The term is pixelate. We're going with rexelate. Alright, I like that argument better. I still think it's inferior, but I will Rexorcism. <laughs> I like Rexorcism a lot. Someone <laughs> mentioned that the other as a an alternate response, yes. and I I do like Rexorcism quite a bit too. That is a fantastic one. And uh, good morning, Simon. <laughs> good yeah. morning. It's good morning. Wow, we're, uh, up to, we're up to fifteen people watching. This is this is fancy. I honestly didn't think anyone was going to watch our live podcast, <laughs> but excited to have you guys. So thank you. Yeah, Paka. I want to wreck you up. Wreck <laughs> you up. <laughs> this, this is good. We need to have. We need. This can be an ongoing discussion because after now that the Night Sisters debate has been more or less settled, yes. which it, it vexes me that it's uh, it's come on the side of Solo actually being being right finally. Always. Um, 
<laughs> finally now that relics are here uh but now that now that we can be done with that uh <laughs> with that debate we need something else to argue and execute versus rexalate seems like it has hours worth of debate left <laughs> over the course of months hours years. worth of mindless debate yes those are my favorite kind let's keep it up <laughs> oh dear lord uh, uh all right so <laughs> go ahead <laughs> i was gonna move us on from this one <laughs> me too me too we're finally you're right about something let's let's move on uh, all right, so Alt-Life, how, um, as we've said throughout the show uh, tonight, we both have alts. You are in Division 3, I am sitting at 6 million. Uh, we both use our alts to really focus on Grand Arena. So how did your alts week go this week? It, uh, it went well. It was actually the easiest week I've had for a very long time, in fact. Uh, I I think I failed one attack on a couple of my things, but there was like nothing that notable. I thought I was going to get paired against some guy in the finals with, uh, yeah, the Relic 7, uh, Darth Revan, and Malak, and I, I thought I was going to get paired with him, and that guy lost, and <laughs> it just the one thing about having playing the the lower relic game is you, so you get a bunch of <clears throat> people who are just all over the place on their rosters you know usually they're not super focused or have the same strategy um sometimes you get paired against people with just like one really top heavy crazy relic team but usually you just get face you face off against these guys with just random gear 12 blah rosters and it was like hard for me to find a title i try to do a title for every match i have it was hard for me to find a title this week like no one had anything exceptional or that interesting and like none of them had a thing that could beat my fleet uh, maybe one of them did but then they put a really bad fleet in the back that i could beat it, it was it was a very very blah week so three three and oh Failed a couple attacks, but that was mostly, it was like one of them, I just, I was just messing around with my troopers and trying to kill something I shouldn't have, but it, I was messing around because I had so much wiggle room. I, I was so <laughs> confident that I would win. I could just be like, oh, my gear nine troopers, let's see if they can kill some better gear Ewoks. And they couldn't, which I <laughs> was pretty sure they couldn't. And that was almost the most interesting thing that happened on my alt this week. So as opposed to my main account, where I'm always facing Galactic Legends and kind of having to punch above my weight and try to find these cool solutions that I think lend themselves to some pretty interesting matches. Uh, in this case, I, uh, <laughs> my, my alt sometimes has very interesting matches. This week, I went 3-0, and and I would have been... I would have forgotten the name of my father if i had failed any of them <laughs> like just totally beyond any kind of uh level of re repentance or anything just ex rex communicated <laughs> if i had failed so <laughs> that was my week on my alt uh, i'm at nine and oh now i'm on some crazy win streak eventually i hit 40 maybe i've already have I don't, i'll have to do the math but I'm doing well on my alt. 
continue to do well. Only guy with General Skywalker for a mile, apparently, in my neighborhood. <laughs> How is your alt doing? How did you do this week solo? Awful. <laughs> Here's the problem with my alt account. Um, I, well, A, it's completely free to play at this point. Um, and B, back in, like, November and December, I needed a break. And I, I was actually going to give up my alt account because work was just getting ridiculous and I didn't have time to keep up with it. So I, I was literally just signing in to get 600 daily tickets every day for our guild because um, we couldn't... we. We could afford to be choosy on picking a recruit. And so rather than just taking anyone, I, I left my alt in there because I knew I could play it well. Um, but I really didn't gear anything up. I didn't really farm anything. So I fell about two months behind on my alt. And so now I have a Galactic Legend because in January, I actually started a new job on January 2nd time freed up and I started going hard on my alt again and the problem is I got this galactic legend and I have none of the off meta counters geared up for <laughs> galactic legends now so in fact today like right before we went on stream I finally got my Darth Revan on this account up to R5 for the ray counter because I'm running into people on my alt account that they have zero intention of attacking somebody else with a Galactic Legend. So what's happening is they are slapping their Ray or their Kylo down in the front zone. Then they're putting their potential counters to another Ray in the other zones... So the only way for me to counter this is if I put my Ray on defense as well, because they just don't even tr attempt it. But then I don't have a good counter to their Ray. <laughs> and so what's happening is it's becoming an efficiency match of just four fights, the four other front zone fights. And it's very easy to lose that if they slap down a General Skywalker or Darth Revan or something that steals a lot of banners. And that's what I'm running into. So I finished 1-2 and two this week. Um, one of the losses was just flat out. I, I couldn't counter their Ray because my counters just aren't strong enough right now. Um, and so this is the first week on my alt in probably since September that I've had two losses in one week. Uh I'm in serious danger of missing Kyber on my alt, which is very depressing because I have made eight straight Kybers. Even when we had in January the almost impossible to get Kyber where you had to go 10 and 2, and not only did you have to go 10 and 2, you had to achieve feats. I made Kyber then, and I might miss it this time because I, I just can't. The account isn't ready to counter Galactic Legends, and as a true free-to-play account, and one where I'm not finishing first in both arenas daily, I can't get these counters up fast enough, which is quite depressing. Yeah, that is frustrating, man. 
the, that's one thing about Galactic Legends. If you want to use a non-meta counter, you do need a few relic levels, I think, yeah. generally. You do. Um, and so I am, I am working on getting them there now. Part of the problem is also they brought back General Skywalker after two months. And so now I have to be prepared for uh, Jedi Luke to come back in two months because the precedent is now set that he could come back in two months. True. So I am stuck in this tough position of do I gear up my Galactic Legend counters, which for this account could take two to three weeks to do, or do I just solely focus on going for my Jedi Luke requirements because those are going to take some time I have a I had a few of them at G12 already like Hoda and CLS and 3PO and I actually now have CLS and 3PO at G13 and Hoda's getting close but like Rolo CHS they're both sitting at gear 7 so I'm now focusing on those requirements. I'm not going to be able to focus on the Galactic Legend requirements for at least another month now. So next Grand Arena could be interesting as well from uh, from my alt perspective. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, we'll have to address that soon, actually. Yeah. Uh, maybe in our next podcast we can talk about a lot of people are asking me should i go for a second galactic legend should i just go for jedi luke what should i do right now should i uh, we that that's a conversation we probably don't have time for right now yeah well but. conveniently i actually have a video coming out on that very soon I, I recorded half of it before this started and then i had to stop <laughs> because i know you were doing that uh, yeah we we actually we were having this discussion um in our discord server on saturday i think and somebody uh in the discord server said you know i'd, I'd really love if somebody made a video of that so i started it and then i just haven't <laughs> between doing all the grand arena fights over the weekend and the videos and stuff i just haven't finished it yet but fair. Uh, yeah uh, that's one nice thing about doing the twitch streams too is we have time for making other videos rather than right. doing voiceovers on our videos. So, yes. um, all right, let's, let's jump to the penultimate segment, which is always, uh, what are we doing to prepare for grand arena? We're always trying to get an edge, trying to prepare. Like we were just talking about for your alts, you're debating whether you're going to get Jedi Luke next, or if you're going to get another galactic legend, uh, on your main account, uh, what have what have you been doing in this last week? What things have you accomplished on your account that uh, is going to give you an edge? Uh, I got Supreme Leader Kylo unlocked and to R7 in this past week. So it's been a very productive week. And that feels good. I want to see what Vader mods got locked in. Um, I can actually show you that soon. Um so Supreme Leader Kylo is R7, and as of tonight, I have complete roster flexibility now. 
I have my Jedi Luke. I have both Galactic Legends. I can literally farm and gear what I want. So what I started, I actually started this a couple days ago. I started getting Newt to, uh, he's on his way to G13. He needs one more piece. So hopefully next week when we do this segment, I can tell you I have a G13 Newt. And after I finish Newt, uh, the plan is to start working on Mandalorian because before Jedi Knight Luke was announced, I put two Zetas on him when he was still only gear eight. So I was like, oh, he's my next gear. I just need to finish off the Kylo requirement. So I might as well give the Mandalorian these Zetas now. And those Zetas have gone wasted for, what, now three weeks because Jedi Knight Luke got announced like two days later. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but uh, so I mean, Kylo is basically all I did. What what have you worked on this week to help prepare? <laughs> Man, I'm just in the boring slog of trying to get Ray before anything <laughs> else happens. Before they release something else, uh, but it's tough. I I feel like I've made like zero progress this week, and, and that's false. I the only things I've done is farm stuff for these characters i think i don't know if last time i i actually think last week i had poe uh, resistance hero poe up to seven stars but not gear 12 now he's gear 12 he has his finisher of all things he just randomly had enough stuff for his finisher and one of his fusion furnaces and i still need like i still need so many fusion furnaces <laughs> yes it's um, it is absurd how many fusion furnaces you need just for Resistance Hero, uh, Poe, and Finn. Yeah. It, well, what's depressing is, so you know when you click on Fusion Furnace and you can see all the different characters that need it on the bottom? Yeah. Uh, so I put two on Finn or on Poe this week, and he needs a third one. So the number of characters that show up when you click on it hasn't changed <laughs> oh that is depressing that... yeah it's just remained the same and uh it, the same goes like so i also was able to get two med packs onto what like scavenger ray and uh, on holdo and they both need med packs uh for they both need a fusion furnace as well so when you click on the med pack piece <laughs> they they still need those med packs and, and so like it feels like when you click on these key pieces, it feels like I've made zero progress. And actually I've made substantial progress and I farmed a bunch and I, I'm getting there, but like this week just looks like I did nothing. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I'm so glad to be done with this. <laughs> so glad to be done with this. Um, uh, the galactic legend, you know, chase that, so I never stopped having fun in the game, but for how long it took to get both Galactic Legends, it really was a drain on my excitement of, oh, I'm going to build this team. Um, because that's one of my favorite parts of the game of is setting a goal of what team you're going to gear and then making it happen. And with these Galactic Legends, I just couldn't get excited about all the 
teams that you have to gear. Like, I was excited about the end goal, you know, so it's destination over journey, uh, basically, of I can't wait to get to the destination, but this journey is going to suck. Um, but now I've reached the destination, and I couldn't be happier. Yeah, I I like all the characters. I'm glad I went Supreme Leader Kylo first, because these Ray characters... I just I have no love for any of these teams really. I, Jedi training Ray is a lot of fun, but I, I'm I'm almost certainly not going to use Ray on offense ever. Uh, there there may be some times I need I'll practice that uh, I'll practice using the team so I'm familiar. But I just I will most likely just never feel any joy from having Ray. I'll just put her on defense and call it good in every situation. Yeah, I I well. I have to figure it out because I do kind of like the flexibility of having Ray on offense. And we talked about this last time of having Ray on offense and having full teams actually on defense rather than having to break up a bunch of teams. I, I hate having to break up teams and having Ray on defense requires you to do that. That's fair. Yeah, I'm. It is what it is. I the other thing that sucks is as I'm gearing all these characters, it's like I'm just not going to use a ton of them. I'm going to develop them, and then I'm just going to leave them. Yeah. And I just want a mode that I can use all of them. I want to. I want a grand arena that I want to. I want to place twelve defensive teams sometime <laughs> and just try that. I know I've said it before, and you've booed me loudly, but. Yeah. I just I want to use my whole roster where where I can use wigs and chase and have it be a substantial <laughs> relevant team. Not uh, just yeah. like, oh look at this, I'm beating this guy so badly I can whip whip out these teams. Yeah. Yeah. That I never use. Like I, I want them to be relevant. That would be to me, that would be ideal. So <clears throat> um and all right, we, we need to call it good, but let's. I want I want to address this one other thing that someone, one of our uh, commenters, asked. Do you think it's worth going for a Galactic Legend ASAP at this point? And do you see them being somewhat common in divisions three and three to two? No. <laughs> that's right. that's my quick answer. No, not I. And I think I said this last time as well of. Let let your roster develop kind of as it goes. Because um, here's the thing: if if you have, if you, let's say you're in Division Three and you have a Galactic Legend Ray, fantastic. You have a Galactic Legend Ray or Kylo in Division Three, but that means your matchmaking is going to be looking at all these useless G13 not even G13, these R5s and these R3s and these R7s that you're just not going to get use out of. And you're going to be matched up against the other people with the Galactic Legend. Or you're going to be matched up with people that have Darth Revan, GAS, and Padme, or General Grievous at R7. All these other teams that you can't get through because you have a bunch of useless tunes. I personally wouldn't go for a Galactic Legend before 4 million in GP. Even then, 
it would depend on what legendaries I have would decide. Um, yeah. Just because it's it's going to skew your Grand Arena matchmaking just so much. Now, granted, with all that said, if I was running into a situation where my Arena Shard was developing them and I was going to fall behind if I didn't get them, Arena is the single most important thing in the game. I wouldn't let myself fall behind in Arena. Right. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, I, I think... I think that's just the thing is it, it you're preparing yourself you, you you have to you're gonna throw relics on a character you don't want to early on and relics skew your GAC matchmaking dramatically they are highly inefficient in terms of overall impact on your total roster and if you have to have a relic five rows Tico on your team and division three that's a higher relic level. She would have more GP than any character on my alt account in Division Three, and you can tell you can anyone can answer: Is my relic three General Grievous worth more or less than a relic five Rose Tico? <laughs> like the the it, it's as obvious as Rexecute. You want General Grievous before you have Rose. And so the, the dead weight you have on your roster from these Galactic Legends, your matchmaking can't absorb that. And you'll be facing other people with higher, with relics, or you'll disperse relics that people can, people can manage it. Having one good team does not a good Grand Arena roster make. So, yeah. So that's, it, you need that foundation. I, I agree. I think maybe the 4.0 thing is slightly arbitrary, like... That, that was an arbitrary number, yes. I do agree with that. <laughs> but I think in general, that that's probably a good... Like, you start looking at... Taking a real hard look at Galactic Legends right around then. Yeah. So, uh, but you, you need that foundation. You need all the other meta teams first. And eventually, yes, you, you do need them. That needs to be a goal. But yeah, not, not Galactic Legends immediately. So we're at right at two hours. I think that's about our... Uh, calling it good point so uh we have a bunch of we have a bunch of things uh that a bunch of resources that we have available that we've made available we love grand arena uh we you know we have a youtube channel a discord server uh counter sheet all these different awesome things that people have available for free and solo is now going to demonstrate his skills and telling you how to access those Yes, uh, I am. So, uh, we have, like Zarat said, we, we have a whole bunch to help help you. Um, first and foremost, we have our Discord server, which we have talked about um, numerous times tonight. It's We're well over a thousand people now. It's a Grand Arena-focused Discord server. Most of the discussions are focused on Grand Arena, and if you look, about 20% of our Discord server, so about 200 people on the server, have made Kyber. Uh, and so there's a lot of people to give you advice and to help you, uh, including us, obviously. But if we're not there, there's still always somebody there to help answer your questions. We do tag people that have made Kyber in blue so that you can tell. 
when they're answering questions. Um, from there, we also have our Grand Arena counter sheet, which is what uh, Zareth was talking to Cubs fan Han about today on the video that we mentioned that there was the collab video earlier in the podcast. If you missed that, Zareth is going to be on a Cubs fan Han video that's coming out later today in about six hours, five and a half hours, um, that talks specifically about our Google spreadsheet. And what this spreadsheet is, is it lists um, the full team that we faced. It lists the full team that we used to counter the team. And then most importantly, and this is what's actually useful about the counter spreadsheet, is we give a link next to it that's a timestamped link that will bring you to the fight so you can see how well the counter works. You can see how geared the characters are. You can see the exact steps used uh, that are taken in the counter so you can just follow along when you need to use the counter. Um, we also have, and this kind of spreads off of this counter sheet, obviously these videos have to be posted somewhere and they're posted to our YouTube pages because we're using Twitch to stream our fights, um, our Grand Arena fights, and then we're posting them on YouTube so that if you miss it live, you can go back and you can watch the video on YouTube. Um, and that's how we have all of our uh, Grand Arena fights logged. Now, you're going to ask, how do I get to all these things? Well, the answer is, if you're listening to this podcast, it will be in the description below. Um, if you're on iTunes or Spotify and there is no description, the easiest way is to Go to one of our Google pages, um, or Google, yeah, one of our YouTube pages, and every one of our videos has the links for all of these things in it, every single one of them. Um, if you're watching us on Twitch live, if you scroll down below, uh, you will see a Discord link and a counter sheet. Um, Oh, and MF Bison just said that the About Me section <laughs> has expired. I will fix that. But Zareth has uh, just posted the Discord link in our chat until that's fixed. So basically, find any of us and you will find the links to everything. Um, and it will be updated on our Twitch page and our YouTube pages as well. Indeed, we have a ton of links. Um, we would appreciate for those of you who have not uh, follows on this on this channel. If you wanted to also, uh, we, so we do our live streams for Grand Arena. If you want to watch us play individually, uh, you can check us out on Twitch as well. We have our individual channels. Uh, mine is Zareth underscore prevails. You can actually see from my uh, from my link there. You guys can just follow me. Uh, in the chat, you just click on my name and hit follow. And I'm sure, I think if you scroll up, I kind of exited out for one second and I can't see solos, but if you scroll up, you find a message from him. You can also, you can also subscribe or follow him. Subscribe is a little different on Twitch. I'm learning. So uh, check that out. And uh, Mr. Bojangles, we're not ignoring you. We've got to call it good tonight. Uh, we will try to discuss more about relics and uh, matchup GP in our next podcast, which will be the same time next week, I believe. And uh, yeah, we'll, 
it's something that I think a lot of people kind of overlook, frankly, yeah. matching matchups in, we've actually had a lot of debates about that recently. So we should probably discuss that more solo. Yes, I will. <laughs> I will put it in our notes for next time. Uh, that way we can talk about it. Right. So I'll do that right now. So I don't forget because I will forget if I don't. Awesome. So I think this is where we sign off solo. It is. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us on our second ever live stream of the podcast. We really do appreciate you joining us. Um, we are glad that you are here and we're able to uh, interact with you while this is going on. Because I think it it helps the podcast with some of your questions because it lets us know if <laughs> we're being confusing as we talk. So thank you very much. Uh, we really do appreciate it. We will see you on Friday on this Twitch page when we are going to have our live stream. It should start around midnight-ish. Um, Eastern time. Eastern time, yes. Sorry, Eastern U.S. time. And if you are around on Thursday night, come to the Operation Metaverse YouTube page and you will see us there on Thursday night because we are visiting their podcast on Thursday. We are. It's super exciting to keep an eye out for that Cubs fan, Han, uh, thing on his channel in a few hours. And yeah, that, this is exciting. Um, but we've got a lot going on and it's been a lot of fun. So uh, yeah, thanks you. thank you all for watching. See you next week. Have a great week and remember not to be dicks. <laughs> and remember evil sucks. <laughs> and with that, we say good night. Good night.